Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. I'm Rebecca Plum, your big sister. And I'm Sean Serha, your GBF. We're not that hot or that young. But we believe it's a state of mind that helps us build adaptable and profitable businesses. We rely on the support of our design besties to get through each day. So let's explore the emotional, practical, and humorous sides of being interior designers. Welcome to the club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? It's the last epi of the year. Oh, another year bites the dust. God, it really... Yeah, it did It did bite the dust, so I thought. So this exercise was really actually helpful. Let's just do some quick housekeeping. Yeah, big things happening. Let's see. Patreon, we... We okay. I put it together the other day. We have had a lot of episodes in the Patreon, like because there's two. There's two a month essentially. There's the exclusive episodes, and then there's the hottie hangouts, which are basically like live group coaching and mastermind sessions. But they've kind of become like episode content. It's just sort of a hodgepodge of stuff that we cover sometimes. So there's there's like a decent back catalog in there, which is very like surprising. Twenty five. So we started those in April. Yeah. And we, but we started, we already had two exclusive episodes in there in March before it Mm. even like hard launched. We already had episodes in there. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, like a bunch of hottie hangouts, a bunch of exclusive episodes. I would, cause I went through, I'm like, oh God, we talked about proposals. We talked about blogs, newsletters. We talked about, we've gone through a lot of topics in there. So I know. I was just thinking about that too, like reviewing all this stuff. It's kind of crazy that we just started this new like Patreon 2.0. Not, we didn't even have a full year of it, but it's kind of my favorite. Like (laughs) our last Howdy Hangout, we recorded it last week and it was like an ask me anything. And it really did feel like, I don't know, like friends, like there's like kind of a shorthand with some of us now. And yeah, I feel very comfortable around everyone that's in those. So if you're feeling a little isolated and you don't know what we're talking about, like we just have these monthly sessions. Usually there's a theme, um, but they kind of, they're just like a low key. Some people just sit and listen with their cameras off. That's totally fine. Yeah. You might want to jump in and participate. That's great. It's only an hour. We do them on Fridays. So it's been really fun. And then when we do get to have in-person events, like we know people and they know each other and we're figuring out how hotties can connect. We had a little bit of a conversation around that in that meeting too. (laughs) We're trying. We're trying. It's, it's a, it is a lot of work though to bring me. together live interaction. I know. So it's very hard to get a lot of that organized. Well, we in have a to way. sign up. Like, we have to sign up for a new commitment that I'm I'm hesitant, but we will. And yeah, and then our exclusive episodes. So just so you guys know, they're basically this, except we always record them and upload the video. And it's definitely a time where we feel like we're behind like a safe, a perceived safety barrier where we can be a little bit more open. Yeah, at least, at least clients can't get in on it. They they don't, they don't know what we're, well, they, yeah, they'd have to pay to get in on it. So they can't really get in or wouldn't want to pay money. In order to and if do your that, clients listening, we're not like bashing anyone. 
<laughs> by name or anything specifically, <laughs> but it is just a way to be a little more vulnerable around like the trials and tribulations we all go through. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun doing that. I'm really glad that this year was the year we got like that, that whole switch for the show. It seems like it went by really quick, but I'm really happy we did it. And we've been able to connect more with other hotties. And it's also made connecting at markets a lot easier. And like when we see hotties in real life, we've now been able to connect with so many of them there, like digitally first and then in person. So that's been really nice. Um, So yes, this is like a little bit of a organic ad for the Patreon, but it has been really a benefit, I think, to everybody. And it's only $10 a month. Yeah. And I'm excited by how many of them are also now starting to do their own Zoom meetings with each other or their own oh conversations. God, like my favorite, like the spinoffs, the hottie spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's your own spinoff show of Hot Young Designers Club. Now that you have your own other Hot Young Designers to connect with, it's like the barrier is already down. You guys can start talking about stuff. That's been really fantastic. So yeah, if you do that, we've been tagged in a few of those little pairings. So please tell us because we love seeing it. Yeah. What else? Oh. Business of Home gave us a pretty amazing shout out on their website. Yeah, it's specifically about pod designers in podcasting. And so it's a great little feature. We were really happy to talk with them about it. So we'll link it in the show notes, but definitely check it out. It's also really great to read how other design podcasters, one, got into it, but also stay motivated and how they feel it fits into either their overall business strategy or or different things like that. So that to me was interesting to read of we also have our own struggles with keeping a good work-life balance, which surprise, it's not surprise. It's not well, really that balanced. And so it's also good to read from others of how, oh yeah, this is I dedicate time proportionately or I don't, and it started to get wild. And so that's a kind of a nice part to read that we're all kind of learning. But also like the business side of it, like obviously business of home is very business oriented in their name. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And mm -hmm. we don't talk about a lot about the like business benefit. There's a reason we're still doing this, but it's really because of your support to everyone who listens. So it's a little bit about how we kind of made it make sense to us financially and just like to take the time and resources to do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be walking the walk if we didn't make this a little bit of a business. Yeah. All of you should be getting paid. All of you should be getting paid for your creative work. And guess what? We do too. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> With in ways that make the most sense to us and feel equitable and in line with the show and our ideals. So right. So we'll link that to, in the show notes because it was kind of fun. Okay. Speaking of kind of fun. Oh, no. We're just, we're just going to be positive today. In, in a complete 180. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a change. Yeah. We're not going to complain at all this episode. I don't think you can promise that. It's very I, early. We're only a few minutes in. I think that's a really bold claim on your part. Well, we have plans to <laughs> record I'm the... I'm going to politifact this at the end of the episode. <laughs> if I complain, it's going to be couched with a silver lining. I am okay. a silver lining girl. Okay. 
I'll be the judge of that. So as I kind of said in the beginning, we, I tend to look back, like if I just looked December 1st and I just think about the year, Mm -hmm. I think about the frustrations, my disappointments. And every time I sit down and catalog really what happened, I go month by month in my calendar. I use our business retreat document as a guide. I look through my Instagram stories and I just start finding the wins and the things to celebrate. Yeah. And my wins are way, the column is way longer than my frustrations. It's just, (laughs) it's so silly. Like it's such a terrible human attribute that we do that. Oh yeah, completely. Because we downplay all of this that we do because we're always on to the next. So there's definitely not trauma. (laughs) It's that trauma, so it doesn't scar us, the good stuff. We only remember the super negative stuff because we don't want to relive it again and we want to change our habits to avoid it. And that's just an awful pattern to keep repeating. Like And just so just a reminder, it's our brains, it's not necessarily you. So this exercise of like really finding all the good things, all the wins, it it always makes me feel better going into the next year. So we're just going to kind of run through some of our little gems. The uncut gems? <laughs> yeah. Uncut gems. The righteous gem sounds. <laughs> oh my God, we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> yes, we could. We could. We don't no. need to right now, though. <laughs> we don't need to. No, we don't. We don't need to. So do you want to start? Yeah, I have a... Well, I, I have one. I'm just going to kind of group some of these together. Um, So this year was the first year that I really felt like I had built some momentum around being asked to contribute or share thoughts or or have a project feature. Like I just in general, having any number of press inquiries or the opportunities to be featured is lovely. But this year really felt like a year where there was some momentum building around more of that. And so... I think some of that comes from just business of home. Like we are very vocal about sharing our opinions about things. So that's that helps. And I think if not everyone has a podcast, obviously, but for designers, my takeaway was like, if you share an opinion, sometimes people want to hear more of that. And they well, want to know. Having a point of like, view is interesting. Right. And so just not wanting to make waves doesn't get people jumping in sometimes. Like they, and making they need waves you to, doesn't mean you have to be like political or anything. You can no, just you don't say have like... To be controversial. You just have to be f- a firm stance on something or have learned yeah. enough about something that you have something to say. Design related. Yeah. So like having a couple... I had a couple press features and um, spaces where I was asked to share some thoughts on AI and design with Business of Home throughout the year. There's a couple of those. But I also have an upcoming project feature that... It, at some point next year, I don't know exactly when it's going to publish. It'll be in HGTV magazine, which that'll be nice to have cover both sides, like the business side and the creative side. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's been more of those opportunities showing up now that I've sort of opened myself to more of them. And I don't know, that's just like a good kind of feeling to be like, oh, someone wants to hear from me. Yeah, same. That's on my list too. I was actually in HGTV magazine this year, which was really amazing just to be in a national publication. Yeah. In print. Yes. That, I've been in local print, RAP, Sacramento Magazine. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so sad. Oh, wait, that's negative. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I do, I was going to say, I've been in a little, I've had a lot of quotes and like snippets and kind of online digital magazine, like roundup kind of things, or like Mm -hmm. lists of a lot of quotes. And it really helps when, what I think like the biggest key to that is just getting in touch with an editor and like being responsive and helping them. There's that, you can sign up for a email list called Haro, help a reporter out. That's not how I got these, but it's that idea of you're helping a reporter out. Like they usually have super fast deadlines. They just need tons of content. So if you get connected with somebody and you're helpful, they will reach out again. Like I have one who now I think I've done four different things for in the last couple months. Yeah, they're just looking for responsiveness, but also the more that we share of ourselves, the easier it is for them to imagine as they come across Instagrams or websites or wherever. Oh, you have... Okay, I can depend on you. You're going to have something to add to this conversation. Also, a lot of mine are from a project I did three years ago. So it's also just the reminder of put it out there. You don't... Like some of this stuff just has such a long lead time. Like when I launched that project, I got like followers that were responsive, but it wasn't like... Anyone was knocking on my door. Yeah, you didn't have like Like, waves of new clientele coming your way right after that. Yeah, but these are like slow burn. So my takeaway from that, pointing that out is to say, remember the reason we do this is because it builds and builds on itself like a snowball effect over time. So Mm -hmm. every effort we're taking now feeds the future. And we never know when someone is listening to an Instagram story or a blog post or paying attention to that stuff. It, it definitely builds slowly over time. And we just, we can build off of that. So I think that's a good takeaway for yeah putting yourself out there more. And just never, not, not worrying about the immediate like results. Because sometimes an Instagram post might tank, but oh, maybe that's going to be in a book down the road. You don't know. Very true. Okay, so. What about you? I'm going to go with. Hmm, I think this year was the first year that I found a really strong contractor partner Mm. to the point where it's kind of weird because I only want to refer him when (laughs) anyone asks, but I know I shouldn't do that because I shouldn't, I don't want to be responsible for the contractor. I know. And you've had some, we're not going to be negative, but there, yeah, everyone has stories of getting burned. And so it's hard if you're the one who's, I purposely went out of my way to bring in this person. Right. And things that are outside of my control or his control could happen. And then one of us is going to get blamed or both of us. But I do feel like I am in like a trusted partnership with him and we're working together to get the client the best experience and results. I don't feel like I'm getting thrown under the bus, which even with like contractors that I like that I work with, there's still some of that. Like there's still the blame shifting, like Uh hot potato. Yes. And it just hasn't, we have each other's backs to try to find answers before that are good for the client, but also not tearing each other down. I love that for you. I, I feel like I'm not like, you know, I haven't had it here. This is a win I didn't write down, but I didn't have any bad experiences like oh, with con- like 
is it like I just want to say celebrating a neutral yeah. is also good. Like did I, they were yeah. okay to oh, okay to all right slash not bad, which truly look we're taking we're going to take not bad as a win. Yeah, coming out <laughs> of this economy. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually like a decent look back I hadn't thought about is, you know, I didn't write down anyone as, oh my God, this was a fantastic, I can't wait to use them on more projects. But the fact that a project wasn't ruined, no one's one's suing anybody. That's great. That's fantastic that they're not like angry because yeah, that could, that stuff can happen. I'm just going to do a really quick one here. It's kind of personal and mixed with the podcast, but being asked to be part of the Las Vegas market panel in July and getting to share the stage with Luann Nigera and Britt Campos and Michelle Lynn, that that feels like a really big win to just be even thought of to be a part of something like that. And that yeah. that was kind of like a milestone moment for me. And I I don't want it's like hashtag humble brag. I, I don't know how to share about that. I always have a hard time saying that stuff out loud, but it really did feel really big for us. Well, it was a goal reached and we, we reached a lot of goals this year for the pod. And when we started this in 2020, like our goal was to build a community and just have some sort of like industry insider this. We didn't know what it was going to be, but I know. And I'm not big on, I need to be, in the VIP lounge all the time. No. But if I get it, it's nice. But I'm not like a Mariah Carey. Well, it's like, not like we deserve, like we feel like, oh, we deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so talented. Otherwise. I need a bowl of all white M&Ms in my dressing room. Like oh, that would be so chic though. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a writer, but I <laughs> but I'm it just was happy to like, have a bottle of water, y'all. I'm really just happy to have that. Yeah, I'm just gonna spin that into we set out this year with some very specific goals. And I will say the podcast is the most satisfying entity that I work on because it's very like cause and effect, like no other business that I have, (laughs) no other service that I have is so immediately or maybe controllable, I guess, in a way. Yeah, so much of our design work, we can't or we don't know when or it's so long to get to it. Or we're not in the decision seat at all. Like we can be like completely in a decision making mode with the podcast, like who we partner with, what we talk about, who we, where we go. Yeah. We have a lot of control over that. We don't have clients really except for our wonderful listeners. We have customers, which just, I guess that's different, like a customer versus a client. Mm-hmm. it's somewhat just the transactions a little bit simpler. And part of that is I appreciate it more because I have these really complex relationship-based things that we do for pretty much every other part of our lives, whether it's in our home lives with our negotiating with our husbands or we're at client jobs and having to navigate a tough personality from a subcontractor or a vendor. I like that there is a little bit more simplicity and the payout comes a little bit easier of, oh, we have to record an episode. We recorded the episode. Okay, it's done. Like it's yeah, so much easier to feel like you accomplished these small steps. Whereas in our design projects, that often gets eaten up. Oh, there's one more not, step and there's 800 more. Like, 
And I think there's not a lot of emotional weight around the podcast usually. Well, Some, you and I get stressed and that like impacts us yeah. to each other, but we can also navigate that. So I don't know. Yeah. Like recording an episode doesn't have an emotional, I don't have a pit in my stomach before I do it versus a presentation that a client might hate and just. You like psych yourself out of it kind of. Well, it's, there's a higher risk. There's stakes of if they hate it, then I just wasted this time. I'm not going to mm. get that furniture proposal signed. Right, 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 right. Tied to my income. And you're so, like, and I really need that. So. <laughs> really so yeah, I think like the podcast we set to make changes to the Patreon, like we talked about earlier, which we did. That was amazing. We're making some changes to the shop going forward, hoping to have a better experience overall. That's been pretty exciting. <laughs> not launched yet. I know it's so um, weird. It's it's so weird when you have all these things that do take a long time to really feel the excitement of it because there's so much work that leads up to it, which is probably how clients feel. Like just reminder for ourselves. Like yeah. they put so much energy and effort and money and everything and it's all kind of like rough until you start to see the benefits. Yeah. So I just wanted to also just point out we hit our 100th episode a couple of months ago, which that is like in podcasting world, kind of a rarity. Yeah. And over 100,000 listens. And like downloads. Big, yeah. We're not the biggest in the world, but we have the audience we want. We feel like really proud of you guys, like the kind of relationship we have and the people we have who listen to us and hopefully laugh with us and maybe sometimes cry <laughs> because that's what we said. We do, are. So. <laughs> okay, back hard. To, I know, but back to yeah. the positive. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what is a positive? I feel like it's having somebody that's in a like-minded situation that you're yeah. feeling like you're not alone. That is positive to me. Yeah. And why we partly why we do this. That's why we do all of this. I want sp- staying on the positive train. I just you said this a couple episodes ago and I I had to sit with it more about the, this year has been a big learning curve on getting used to like the studio overhead, understanding my obligations, also learning to handle that this is my cross to bear kind of mentality of no, the the buck stops with me. I make the decisions on what clients we take, when we don't, how I get through projects. Like I truly have the most say in that. And that's been sitting with me a lot different this last year. Over the summer was a year that we've been in the studio. And I know there's always so much more I want to do and so much more opportunity to make it grow. But when you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, if you like, but you are doing it, like I am getting the bills, I'm getting the bills paid. I'm in a studio space like there. I'm getting the work done that it takes to meet my S Corp payment, <laughs> like make make my salary payment and cover my bills. That's still an accomplishment, even though it's not necessarily, I'm not, I won't lie. Yeah, it's tight. Like I have to stay on my bookkeeping. I have to keep up with everything. As inquiries slow down, I'm like, try, you know, like all of that is still there, but it's the, I'm still, but I'm still doing it. Like we're still getting there. It's still further than I would have been. The income that I'm drawing in in order to accomplish that was more than what I was doing when I was working from my home office. So that is, that's a win. It's, am I over here becoming a millionaire? No, not, not right now, but 
I'm, I still feel like I'm glad I made the decision to move into the next phase of growth. And I'm still like optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have accomplished what I did if I was just at home and I'm like, oh, that's okay. Don't, you don't need to do that. Like sometimes when it's too easy, you won't push yourself to do something harder. Like almost never for me. I mean, why? Like, if, yeah. if you're comfortable, that, and I guess that's the difference is if you have a minimum level of comfort that you're happy with, most people will not continue to push themselves into something else. And so that's really something that's different for a lot of people is once they hit that level, they'll kind of stop. And I think those phases in my business are a little bit slower to hit those milestones. So this still feels like a really, like, it feels really important. Sean even helped me the other like a couple weeks ago reflect on like when you first started getting into that space, you were just so excited. Like it was, there was so much optimism and so much opportunity. And so much of that is still here. And there's so many more avenues to explore. So it's not, you, you know, like I'm not painted into a corner and it's important to remember that throughout the year. Like, right. There's like so you, many opportunities. I mean, that's like another business goal that you met. Yeah. Having your own studio. Yeah. Space. So it's, that's like, you think, oh, well, but it didn't make me a billion dollars. That doesn't mean you didn't really do something out of it. And that's why it's still a win. Like I'm and here, you I'm doing it. And you haven't like fully explored all the options. Like you haven't pushed it all to the max to where exactly this is a, the most I can do. And it's, Still not, and it's still not, still not a millionaire. Exactly, uh, there's so still more opportunities. Yeah, that's that's an exciting part of this still. And sure, in other episodes we could talk about areas of opportunity and what that looks like. But this has been really good to just sit with it and be like, okay, I'm there's a lot of good. You stuff. You did it. I did it. I'm here. I am going to, on a personal note, a couple things that I did for myself this year. A few things. I won't go totally deep into all of them, but I started a few, I like my friend Tammy said, Oh, you tricked yourself into a habit. I tricked my, (laughs) I tricked myself into a skincare regime for the first time, like in my adult life, you guys. And I had this conversation recently with someone who's like, you never had skin problems in high school or when you were a teenager, did you? I'm like, Nope. So I, Never, never had to, to wash it. my face, like because uh, I know people who have had skin issues. Like you, yep. just do everything you can at all times, which I totally would have too. Yeah. So, I, so I had no like consequences for my inactions. Okay. So it's January. I'm like, okay, I you're 47. Let's get it together. So I have happy to say I have a very good habit around it now, and feels much better about that. I also, I think I mentioned this here or maybe in the newsletter, but I started a, I was like hating my style and like coming out of pandemic life. I just didn't feel like my personal style was like being reflected of in how I dressed. And we had had a lot of events and stuff this year. Anyway, I signed up for a rental company called Newly. Oh, we'll link right. it in the profile or link it in our notes, N-U-U-L-Y. And it's just, you get six items a month. And so I am more experimental again with my clothes. So like purple 
pants. Like I wouldn't buy that (laughs) or like a louder dress that I wouldn't want to wear all the time. Um, Wearing it once feels good. Like you're like, oh yeah, I could, I can psych myself up to wear it once and see how I feel about it. Well, I like wearing it, but I'll just get tired of stuff. So I found myself like wearing a lot of neutrals because I would get tired of things or I'd take headshots and something and never want to wear it again. Cause I'm like, I'm down Kim Kardashian. Sick God. of seeing myself. Well, it's like you see it a lot. So I know you are definitely like once you've been photographed <laughs> in something and you've seen that photo one time, you're like, the photo is dead, burn it. We I have to it. keep taking new ones. You never want to see them again. Like it's done. It's true. So <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's just fun to just have fun with clothes again. I still Uh, really wish there was someone really hitting it out of the park for men's clothing because the men's options, y'all, are really basic. I know, just for every day, too. There's Rent the Runway and stuff, but I felt like that was a little bit more like designer clothes or like event clothes. Like Newly is like most, there's like a ton of anthropology stuff. So it's just, yeah. But like just nicer everyday stuff to wear to client meetings or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you gotta figure out the men one. I just a know ma- that most, most men do not, they don't care. care. So there's not, it's, this is the part of it that really like you have to get into is that most, they, there's a corner on the market that women will spend money on clothing and looks and appearance. And we can not go into all the whole patriarchy of all of that this episode. But the truth is, is that they know that that market is there. So when people are building these companies, they know that, there's a bigger market of women who are likely to do this stuff than men. And that's the truth. And it's very, uh, there's a lot of boring stuff out there. I will say that. There's not a lot of, even if you look yeah, at an H&M, a- like the women's section is wild. Like just go look at the men's area and you're like, what? It's all just t-shirts and bullshit? Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Well, there's gotta be something. Mm. I'll keep looking if anyone knows of options. Yeah, let me know. Like I'll I'll look at it. I'll keep shopping. I just might not buy a bunch of stuff. So we'll link that in the show notes. Make sure people can find it if they're looking for new and fresh options. Yeah, I think I my promo code I think has like a coupon percentage off if you use it. Ooh. Sold. Hey Sean, I don't know about you, but Pinterest has been on my to-do list of I got to figure out how to use it again for literally years. (laughs) It's definitely one of those things that if you've just been using it as a brain dump location, you're not using it right. Yeah. Pinterest is not just for inspo anymore, although that's still there. It can be super strategic and actually get you new clients. Yes. So we're sort of reframing the thought process around Pinterest with our very first hottie homeroom course. Pinterest for Interior Designers Masterclass. It's two-parter, so you get both sessions for the same price. And if you can catch the live session, we recommend it. Otherwise, it's going to be recorded and available to watch on your own. But you also get two workbooks that really are going to show you the step-by-step of everything we talk about. Yes. And we've partnered with our Pinterest expert, Leah Reiner, and she's really power-packed the courses so that way you can optimize everything that you're doing to make Pinterest work for you to drive new traffic and help generate more leads for your business. 
you're not just listening to us talk about blah, blah, blah. Here's why Pinterest is great. Yes, we have an actual expert who does this day (laughs) in and day out. And she's going to be showing us all the details and how-tos. Yep, you got it. How to find trends, how to put them in captions to get people to read them. And probably the best part for me was realizing that Pinterest pins stay active for months, sometimes years longer than what the Instagram algorithm does. And you don't have to show up and show your face like you do on Instagram. (laughs) I know some of you don't want to do that. So it's a way to get yourself out there without getting yourself out there. Exactly. So head to shop.hotingdesignersclub.com and learn more about our Pinterest for Interior Designers Masterclass. See you there, hotties. Okay, I do have to put this out there that this was the... This was the year that I worked so heavily on a couple projects. I have two projects where they're with a large architecture team. And that up until then, I have only ever done just remodeling and like some additions or like I did my own guest house. And but for those, I worked with a drafts person and a structural engineer. And it's not it's not wildly creative if that... Yeah, like it's... Yeah, we want to move the window here or add a door here. or We're going to bump this out a couple of feet. Like most of my projects up until this point have fit into that realm. And they're not... It's just not a... a feels like a true architectural partner. And these two projects, my Seal Beach and my Belmont Heights projects are the ones that finally are working with an actual architecture firm. And we're like adding whole second stories on houses. and. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts. And so that's been a great learning opportunity for me in the last, you know, year that we've been working on those. Are we still, we're still waiting on permits on one of them has been approved. One of them's waiting. And now one is in bid collection and the other we'll just have to, we're going to probably start floating the drawings around to builders in the early part of the year. But that's been kind of a level up feeling of knowing that I got these projects and we're doing the damn thing and they're really large scale. And I'm not saying I want to do that all the time, but it feels like a big accomplishment to get there. Right. And future you is going to have something to be really proud of. Yeah. I'm doing this for future me. You planted some seeds that you'll be excited about. Yes. I feel good about that. Yeah. Because some years I think are like seed planting years, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something too to remember. Not your flowers aren't blooming every year necessarily. Some years you're just like sowing and then yeah, I'm like storing my energy, rooting myself well, more. You've planted them and you just have to wait. Yeah. Come out next year. I guess one big thing that I okay, I'm positive. I got my bookkeeping finally up to date. Oh my god, yes. On a consistent basis. We'll talk more about this in the next episode, but (laughs) I am not shirking from them. There's still opportunity to catch. But you took a really big leap and also pushed yourself into something you're not super comfortable with. And that makes a big difference. Yeah. And the cost has been a thing to absorb to get used to that I did it. So I'm not com- go- I'm not leaving this year. Oh my god, it was so much to catch up on. Literally, we just finished our 2022 taxes in October, the end of October. So And you were on extension which was approved by the IRS. So that's Yeah, yeah. A like different, it's nothing. It's not like Rebecca was shirking. 
her no, real estate no. or her other responsibilities with the IRS. But it took me that long to get those books cut. Yeah, we were on extension and the state was on extension, but it took me that long to get those books cut up that I'd yeah. been working on since I hired the new bookkeeper in June, I think. And it took that long to get that done. So it's a lot. If you recommended. And you also, in in fairness, like the being able to like hold one person, one bookkeeper accountable kind of and say, yeah, this doesn't work anymore. That's also a win to be able to say, I'm not getting what I need. That you didn't need anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a win. It was stressing to be able to speak up for that. And stand up for yourself and just be like, this isn't what I deserve. I deserve better. And I, I've earned it and I'm working very hard and I shouldn't have to work even harder. That's a big win. Totally. Yeah. So I'm on the up and up. I, yeah, I still have some work to do around it, but yeah, that was a lot. And yeah, it was a little, an emotional journey and financial. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. There was a big investment yeah. to get everything to get everything up to date and where it should be takes a a whole lot of investing just to be in that spot. Yeah. This one. Okay. So on a personal side of things, like this year was the year that we really got to. So like our pool went in last summer, but we really didn't get to like landscaping wasn't going in until October of last year. So we just had this big like, box with a dirt pit around it until like October of last year. And so this was our first true summer on the personal side of my life where we actually got to experience the ability to like have pool life with our friends and our family. And really, there was a point where we were just like had little stepping stones through dust to get mm-hmm. people from our back door there. Like until There's we no have fantasy involved. No. In so no. last year was like last year, yes, the pool was in and we could go in it, but we didn't really get to experience what the lifestyle would be until this like spring and summer and just like the impromptu pool days. And last year how you were easy. Clark Griswold looking out the window, like imagining everybody splashing around back there. Yeah. <laughs> this and year we actually got, got to do it. This year we got to do it. And that it's like very hard to convey because we appreciate that sort of lifestyle of the ease of just, oh, we'll grill something. Friends will come over, bring a couple things. We'll just, whenever people want to come and go is fine. I know that would freak other people out. That's not the type of way they want to entertain, but we enjoy that. And so it's really fulfilling for us to be able to have that. I don't think it's hard for people to imagine like having a beautiful pool in their backyard with friends coming over. But some people literally don't want to entertain. Like I had people messaging when we said, oh yeah, you know, like on average, we might have six to eight people come over when we do that. And they're like, oh my God, I don't even know that many people. I don't even want to have that many people in my house. There were some people just don't want that lifestyle or a ton of people were talking about how just the thought of having to pay for like heating and maintenance. And I'm just like, well, I'm not talking to you. If you, you want to ride, if you yeah. want to walk and ride your bike, then you definitely don't want to hear someone talk about the joys of a car. I get it. So yeah, yeah. if you are that person, you don't have to stay and watch this part. But that's but, a, that was probably like an answer to the investment overall, right? Like they just wouldn't value it. Yeah, they don't like there's and there's a lot of people who just are like, well, I don't entertain that much anyway. So if I had a pool, it would only be for me, which is also fun. 
But some people literally don't want to entertain with other people. They don't want that ever. And I'm that's totally fine for them, but we really no, loved yeah, it. Yeah, then don't get one. Yeah, and we've really had a great year of that because our season is also so long in Southern California. So that was great to have February days where it was 80. And then we were just like last night, literally in the jacuzzi and it was beautiful out and we were out there while the sun was going down and it was like a great way to end, you know, a Sunday. It's perfect. Well, I think what you're saying too is it unlocked the ability to entertain because you weren't really doing it before. Yeah. Maybe your house isn't set up inside to host 20 people comfortably. No, definitely not. (laughs) No. And that would stress you out to have 20 people in your house. Yeah, if everyone had to be inside only, I... Like thinking about like condo life or something, I can't. I can't have that many people and their kids and stuff too. So like that, I mean, freed you up to. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Your house, so that freed you up to enjoy entertaining, where it's like a safe space for everybody, and you feel yeah, it's really in every way. We've had friends with kids come over with just themselves when it's like not a whole bunch of people around. Like we've had a few friends with kids just to be like, why don't you bring them for a pool day? It'll be a quiet pool day, but it'll be low key. Because then there's like more adults than there are kids paying attention to the kids. And it's a little safer that way too. But usually it's just my nephew if we have any kids around our pool and he's just floating around or he's had, this is, he's had swim lessons this year, private swim lessons, which has been kind of fun, like that we can have that for him. So that's been like the, the gift that keeps giving. So yeah, I... I have kind of a similar with entertaining this year. And I think too, like all of this is another response to like coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, as you guys probably know, recently finished my one room challenge in my family room, which meant I, we invested in a new big girl sectional from, from our upholstery manufacturer. Like I've never invested in my own product really including new drapery, like we redid the fireplace, got a few pieces from Poor Hands. And so I've also recently started hosting a couple events. I hosted a baby shower and then next week I'm hosting designers to come over, designer friends. So that is kind of... Judgment day. Nervy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... We've never really, I've never really felt comfortable doing that because I hated that space. It was like physically uncomfortable for people to sit. I felt. Yeah, yeah. All this, all the like self-sabotaging stuff. So it is exciting to like open doors again and feel proud and comfortable and not like that I have to make a bunch of excuses about stuff. So hosting is good. Find find the way that you like to do it. Yeah. I I mean, and I think that that's, the hard, a lot of the hard part of what we do is that we're always more judgmental of ourselves and the expectations we have for what we can accomplish. And so that continues to be just an ongoing saga. I don't know. It's you're either okay with the way your house is and you just live with it or you're not, and then you're not getting to entertain. And I've always leaned into the idea of just this is how my house is. And the other option is just not seeing people, which that to me, the the having my house undone or unfinished in some spaces, the fear of that is less than the fear of not being able to see my friends or my family or to be able to spend time with them. So that always wins in my case where, yeah, even if my house doesn't feel ready, 
at all times, I am happy to share it with other people. That's true. And I think the pandemic for me was like an excuse to not feel do that. So yeah, two things like don't wait. That's something Chris loves Julia. She always says, don't wait, use your stuff, celebrate with your people. But also if you have the means or you can make the means, invest in your own house, get the stuff that you sell if you can. I'm not like a full high-end luxury designer. So like our sectionals from Norwalk, but it's amazing. It's like the best sofa I've ever had. Like it's, it's a huge upgrade for you guys. Oh God. But also like now I can really, really, really sell it and know the value. And it's just, it's all the things that we want for our clients and to just find ways. Yeah. Find ways for us to have it too. We just, we truly do like, we deserve it. So many of our clients are getting these beautiful homes and the fact that we just don't get those things for ourselves. is just rough. Like, Give yourself some of the rewards if you can, or that's reward, but it's also a genuine business practice. Like use the stuff you're selling so you can speak to it mm-hmm. and possibly talk to your APA. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe I'm not there's a write off. that part of that. Not I don't know that. what it is. Maybe there is. <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> Ask <No>. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Rose's apothecary. Um, it's a write off. <laughs> yeah. I Okay, this is one more that I have. This is back to the Renstead side of things. Would I have loved it if there were more? 100%? Yes. But... Dollars? What? Dollars? No. More photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I didn't get as many as I wanted, but I did get to do a photo shoot for my South Pasadena project, which was... <laughs> there's multiple episodes of this one. This has been around for a long time, but to finally be able to have photographs out there and have it done truly feels like very rewarding. I I have too many projects this year where they weren't really done. If that makes sense, like everything is still in phases or waiting for approvals or waiting for permits or all of that. So to have a project where it finally gets across the finish line felt really big. And that's... I, I guess the hard part with as you start to take on bigger projects, you don't get to see a lot of reward as quickly. So I'm happy that that one is out in the world. It is now, I'll put the link in my show notes, but it's on my portfolio. It's out there. And the client was really... They took some risks on things that I'm really happy with, with color and with more like a really great wallpaper in their powder room. And I just feel like it's slowly keep moving the needle in putting out there what what I want to see from my projects. And I think that that's just that slow needle continuing to move. Like, I'm really happy that that project is helping me slowly get there. Yeah, I, the photo shoot of it all. It's so hard. I don't think I shot anything last year. Oh, really? 2022. 2022. Oh, 22. Okay. And 21, it was like a little rough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You so, got some you had some great twenty twenty three I had I had three shoots, which like one was just a small bathroom, but that felt that really, was a whole thing. Yeah, that felt like a real win, like of a before and after and and I agree. My own family room got a photo shoot and oh my 
<laughs> my Berkeley three hour three hour tour photo shoot. If that, you want to hear more about that, you had to go on Patreon. But yeah, that was a Patreon exclusive episode that was <sighs> a journey. Good. Stressful. But that's something because yeah, I just needed some photo wins for sure this year too. Yeah, it feels really different to finally have something out there and to just let it be seen by the world. And I legitimately have not really been doing anything with it yet, but because I've just started getting like, now I have to go through the Pinterest of it all and get stuff out there and promote it on social media a little bit. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other Mm -hmm. thing, but at least I have them and they're out there. And now there's some results to show for everything that happened. And I feel really good about it. And the client at the end of the project was saying like how excited she was. We shared some of the thoughts of this in our one of our newsletters where like what they say really fills up my emotional bucket very quickly when, you know, they say, oh, like we had friends over and they they really love this room. And it made me feel so good about hearing like pe- people like to know that their friends and their family or people who come over like their house. Like that's kind of why people hire us in the first place is they want a house that feels put together and looks good and impresses some people. And it's kind of a little bit of a brag. Oh, well, yeah, we have, their house is the best for entertaining and let's go over there. And I mean, if you like entertaining and you like having people over, it's good for you to have the house that feels that way. And so that was really like a reassuring piece of doing that is hearing the words back from clients of kind of how we sell it to them in the first place. But to hear them come back and agree with that is a big deal. Good. Yeah. So one, I think my biggest celebration like process wise this year was I really implemented, (laughs) seems like a no duh, but (laughs) scheduling milestone meetings in advance at the beginning of a project. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't really, I don't like to plan things out like that by nature. Mm -hmm. It's like committing my future self to stuff that she might not want to do on that day. (laughs) That's how it feels. Would frequently not want to do. (laughs) Never would want to do. But also I was running into so many problems with just pushing off Mm-hmm. working on a presentation, for instance. Yep, yep. Client frustrations by, of course. And just this like over, like this, it was like a double lingering to do of, not only do you have to do the presentation, you also have to schedule that shit. So it was like two things that I kind of didn't want to do that kept just getting kicked down the road. So I've made it a policy for myself that I, as soon as we have our first kickoff meeting, I schedule at least two of the next meetings. I know there's amazing designers like Ellie Faulkner who has like an incredible process where she can get further out. Like all of them are. I'm not there. And I probably won't be, but that's okay. Because once I, it's like for me, a presentation, especially furniture is like giving birth. So once it's born, I can change a diaper and feed the, project like it's fine like whatever keeping the baby alive is easier after you've done the birth got it exactly but well (laughs) it's just maintenance or if it's like oh change this change that that's there's no existential dread around Mm -hmm. edits for me it's really like birthing the initial ideas so yeah 
So yeah, my win is being on top of that and having more success around getting things done when I schedule in advance. Mm -hmm. And then the client also just knows this is going to take eight weeks. Calm down. (laughs) Don't ask me. Cool. Like it's on your cool. schedule. Like cool you your know. jets. Cool your jets. You don't need to check well, in with me they, every other day. When they or don't yeah. know when they don't know when the meeting is, then eight weeks feels really long. But when they know it's in eight weeks, then they're like, I know that's tight. It really does start to make a difference, and it's hard to imagine until you start doing it. That's the part that is. That's the push that is hard to understand until you start getting to it. That it does really start to make a difference in the client experience, but you have, you have to do it to understand. And I know that so many of us are just natural experimenters. So we want to imagine that we could do it in another way, but it really does start to change things when clients can predict the next meeting. At, at least if you're like trying to get to somewhere, I before each one, you have the next one scheduled. Just yeah. keep putting a finish line in front of them that so I do they too. understand. That I do too, yeah. And then that way, there's always this understanding of what's next and you have relieved yourself of it, of that pressure, but also you've given yourself timelines because I, I think you and I are both very motivated by deadlines and I imagine that many designers are, so it's helpful. Well, yeah, if it's unknown, then I'm not going to bust my ass today for something that isn't I don't know when it's due yeah so but now like I'm very I'm way better at like incrementally like chipping away at things um when I know it's coming yeah I'm excited for that for to continue Some for may argue you. it's like, still not a perfectly well-oiled machine but I don't I honestly I, still need pressure. I don't believe the and I think the only way that you can really start to diffuse a lot of that is when you have a larger team with more ways to delegate and move things around. It's still, I just don't believe that there's solopreneurs out there. I, I we haven't heard from anyone who's been like, oh yeah, I just set the date and it's fine, and I just chip away and everything's perfect and I'm good. No, I don't believe that. So we haven't heard anybody say that in any of our interviews where they're just like. Yeah, I'm by myself and it goes so smooth. I just bring every everything just happens so fast and easy. Said no one ever. I do everything I set my mind to. <laughs> <laughs> On time or early. Sure, Jan. Some people, some people do, but that's not my brain. No. Yeah, it's been a really... I mean, those are the highlights that I had that I wrote down from the year. I'm sure there's more. I just... Those are the ones that I had on my more immediate list. Do you have any more you want to share with the hotties? I I do have one client that I think is like my ideal client and that has been an amazing like journey with this project that I'm hoping is going to install early next year. It's mostly furnishing and I really was able to push myself creatively yeah. and also experience experiment, not experiment, but pull in new vendors. Like I'm doing like two fully custom furniture Mm -hmm. pieces from scratch, which is going to be really fun. And I'm freaking out about seeing so scared. What if something's not right? But that, that gave is giving me some confidence back into the world of clients. (laughs) We'll talk more about this next time, but yeah, the client experience 
hasn't always been the best this year. So it, I have to remind myself, I have a really couple great ones actually. Mm-hmm. And one more in the construction realm and one more in furnishing. And I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens when those are fully realized. I know. Yeah. You're, they're, like, there's so much anticipation built into mm-hmm. it because we've been we've learned not to count our chickens until they've hatched through so many other projects that you're finally like but this could be it this could be this could be really amazing i mean everything's it, purchased I'm, everything's ordered i'm taking some vintage pieces and redoing them like there's uh, some really cool stuff and this all happening like it's happened yeah i just haven't seen i haven't gotten my grabby paws on the actual furniture bits yet so okay. um your grubby, yeah, you said your grubby paws. I'll, I'll wear gloves. Um, so that, yeah, I know. I need to remind myself, like, there are our ideal clients are out there. They want what we're doing. They want things that are unique to our businesses. They do. Um, so I'm excited to see how that turns out. I feel every year we should, I think this is something we should keep doing because Otherwise, we won't force ourselves to reflect on a lot of this stuff. So you guys have to do the reflection bit about at least like at least just go through your calendar and write down everything that comes to mind in a column of business highlights, personal highlights, and maybe some learnings for each month. And it just like grab your calendar. It's like a reminder to myself, put more detail in my calendar. Yeah, Um, that's true. Go through your Instagram highlights anywhere oh i also exported all of my acuity data and put some reports together i will say this is one thing other thing i can say my consultation revenue is i had a total of 39 wait no 35 consultations this year that's great yeah and i went back and looked at all the historical data so that's what's great about doing these every year yeah yeah Last year, I only had 18 plus 8, 26. Like 2020, I had 53. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I mean 13... everybody was, and everybody was at home that year too. So it's, oh, okay, this kind of highlights. But the crazy possible. thing is, like 34 of them were in home, in person, but a lot of them were in the beginning of the year. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So I almost, my revenue was almost as much as, 2020. But yeah, so I'm really looking at like my consultation time and maybe some opportunities for me next year around that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, I mean, I mean my revenue is 12,000 for consultations. That's a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. for And for not much effort, like a consult isn't and I know that the consult leads to the full project sometimes, but like the consult itself doesn't have a whole lot of weight around it usually. So zero to be able, for me, like zero. Yeah, to be able to do are those? Does that include virtual and in home? They're in one category. Yeah, yeah, that's really fantastic. I have them separated, but that was the total revenue. Yeah, so you can make money off of doing that. Yeah, <laughs> of course you can. If you, if you like it, I mean, I could make more. So that's. That was good to see because I today feel like I didn't do very many, but it's just because I haven't done very many the last couple of months. So sure. Yeah, because it just it's the end of the year is slowing down a little bit too. But even and I have a terrible memory. Like that that's possible to hit that. And there's 
What? No, I just have a terrible memory. Like, it does, like I just can't <laughs> trust myself. Like, I just have to have these reports and like actually look at them and review them and not trust my gut impression, mm-hmm. basically, in summary. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for you to do, for sure. <laughs> so, all in all, I think, yeah, it was a year of growing again. Mm-hmm. And kind of like settling out of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this isn't necessarily uh, at the beginning of the year. I might have said, yeah, like you might have said, oh, this is like the new normal. I don't know if I'm still agreeing to that because I don't think we know what that's going to be yet for everything, but it is good to see some settling on what that could be. So that way I can reassess my strategies and my reporting and go through all this stuff and realize like there are other things to to celebrate like on on this list I didn't even we didn't even talk about oh how many projects we brought on this year it's yeah those are wins too but mm-hmm. I I'm like reluctant to start celebrating that stuff until I know a little bit more about some of them so I just feel like w- there's always more to this list than we could even fit in a podcast episode so totally there's more to come but thank so you for the hotties do your own just jot stuff down it doesn't have to be formally done and just absorb and it also just helps my brain like starts like thinking about stuff, even if I'm not like actively strategizing. Mm-hmm. Just gives you some little reminders. This also giving me an idea for a little Instagram roundup on the year, like a year end wrap sort of. Friendstead wrapped. Friendstead wrapped. Put my ideas together on a couple big big things and get them get them on my Instagram and talk about them. Like little content mm-hmm. idea hotties. So, yeah. Cheers to the new year, hotties. Thanks for a good year, 2023 hotties. This was definitely a happy place for me. So yeah, thank you for being with us. And until next time, stay hot designers. Thanks for listening to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. For more on what we talked about today, check out the show notes. Your support helps us grow. So share with your design besties. And subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our conversations continue on Instagram. And be sure to download our monthly resources on our website and our Patreon. 